Best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to America's Web Radio and the Immigration Hour. David, it's another gorgeous day here in the South. It is. I love being here. And it's so gorgeous, I was able to rototill my garden this weekend. I it's haven't garden been update. able to do it yet. David, uh, it, was, it actually ended up being... It was really a perfect set of days between the last rain and Saturday afternoon when I was able to do it, and it just came out perfect. And uh, now I, I'm still putting fertilizer or manure in it yet. I needed to get all the junk from last year rototilled in, and I don't usually burn. You burned like yours. I just actually just rototilled my stuff just right in. But uh, I, I'm going to do it. Uh, I've burned it. It, it. The weeds are back. I'm going to rototill back in. You were also with a, a very attractive young lady this weekend. I saw my bride. <laughs> and well, uh, oh, and my and my little granddaughter. Yeah. You said that was a that was a uh, that was a great pitch. I got like four hundred likes on that on my Facebook page. Uh, wow! So uh, those of you who want to see what a gorgeous granddaughter I have, you're welcome to go to my Facebook page. But uh, yeah, I was at church and I got there a few minutes early. And my uh, in a prior service, my son and daughter were there. Daughter in law were there, and uh, I walked in and there was my daughter in law in the lobby. <laughs> so with the with the grandbabies, I'll take her. And so we had a blast. It was just, uh, it was delightful. It was well, delightful. those kind of selfies are okay. They are okay. Those selfies are okay. Um, uh, but no, Dave, it's been a really interesting week. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Harry Reid is retiring. I know you're very saddened by that. I, it just really... I mean, you must be heartbroken. Really? Tears me up to no end. I, you, I, I couldn't be more ecstatic. I mean, I can't... I, the only thing that make you happier is if Nancy Pelosi retired. That'd make you pretty happy too, wouldn't that it? That would make me and and Boxer and uh, Boxer I, is retiring. Boxer, yeah, is yeah, yeah, she's retiring. And Feinstein, uh, she hadn't. Is she from? Boxer's the one that's up in twenty sixteen. I don't think Feinstein's up till twenty eighteen. I'm going backwards, but I think it's Boxer's not running again. I'm pretty sure. Either way, both of them can go too. Yeah, you know, but you know who's going to replace them? I hope it's not something worse. Well, the, well, David, it's California. They're not going to elect Republicans. <laughs> so if you're thinking that's going to happen, you're smoking dope, man. More, more fruits and nuts. Huh? A land of fruits, nuts, and flowers. You got to love Johnny Carson. I miss that guy. Yeah, but yeah. Jimmy Fallon is pretty close. He is pretty awesome. Jimmy Fallon's a remarkable guy. Uh, no, but you know that uh, day, uh, Harry Reid has been, uh, in many respects, uh, the voice on Capitol Hill on immigration over the last uh, six years. Uh, and I don't know if you remember his last battle against uh, was it Sharon Engel, that crazy Tea Party woman from uh, Nevada that uh, I don't remember when she shoot her dog or something. There was some kind of crazy thing she did in the campaign that literally handed the election to Reid. Uh, what was it? It was some crazy thing she said. Um, but at the same time, did you know what the percentage of Latino vote is that Harry Reid got in Nevada in 2010? No. 90%. Pretty good. Uh, David, that's why he won re-election. That's why he won re-election. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what he does over the next uh, year. Because he's not leaving yet, of course. not leaving until 2017. So to see what he does over the next year and change... See if they can do something on immigration. I'm, I'm supposing they can't do anything, but uh, you never know. Now, uh, on in the world of immigration, Dave, we've had a very interesting week from the political candidates running, we know, are running for president of the United States. Uh, we have Jeb Bush, who was for it before he was against it, before he was for it, uh, and Scott Walker, who was for it, who is now against it, but not really that much against it because he's talking about being for it. 
And uh, you you wonder about Romney being a flip-flopper. These guys are all over the map. I understand from some friends high up in the political circles that they're very concerned that Scott Walker is not quite ready for prime time. Um, And so apparently, here's what happened. Uh, Walker in 2013 says, It makes sense to offer a way to citizenship for immigrants in the country. Earlier this month, in March, earlier in March, he said he no longer supports amnesty. Well, I, I guess we're he's equating amnesty with somebody ultimately being able to become a citizen of the United States. I, I mean, that the, that's the line I would draw. I don't know if you about you. Would you draw that same line from what he said in that context? I mean, that's kind of what he's talking about. Yeah, I, um, I think uh, I think the whole immigration thing and. The word amnesty should be taken out of the equation to begin with. Uh, yeah, it, you know. I mean, I, I think amnesty is um, giving something for nothing. Not, yeah, and they're not doing that. And uh, it'd be like um, you living in the UK for five years, and they give you United Kingdom. Citizenship. Well, they, they're not going to do that. No, they're clearly not going to do that, and that's not, not and that's not what's happening. You, you're right; that's not exactly what's happening here. And I think that word. I, but I, but again, the only amnesty I know about is that whole Jesus thing. Pardon? <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! It's the only amnesty I know about that oh, actually yeah. but, actually uh, is real. But the uh, I, again, I think the finger should be pointed at our media. Or misleading people, misleading the public for years and years and years, and saying amnesty and they love using that word, don't they? Uh, and uh, which part of the which part of the media are you talking about? The the mainstream media, I think it's, it's, that, it's or just no, all media. media. And why do you think that's the case? Why do you think the media reports like that? Because do you think it it's likes a, to stir, it likes to get your blood pressure? Why if you're true. not educated on the subject? We're giving them something free. We can't do that. They're taking our jobs and marrying our women and reading our Bibles, and this is just horrible. And all, and, and they're not paying taxes, and they're getting yeah, blah 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 blah. And, that, yeah. you know, and on and on and on and on. That's why I love having you on the show, David, because you can straight all the all the other hosts out who bring that stuff up. <laughs> well, I, I just uh, you know I get tired of uh, I get to, I, I, you know from my from the station standpoint. We try to we just try to serve it up right. Uh, I get very frustrated with some of the the hosts that don't serve it up right. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I can't I can't necessarily argue with. Them. Well, because it's can, their show. <laughs> and, and I uh, but I can argue with the people on television on on mainstream media. I can argue with the people on uh, on social media that you know they and I I don't know even argue with them. I just. Say a little prayer for him and say, I hope they get educated. I hope they get educated. Well, you know what's interesting about Walker? Is so he said he was for it in 2013. Then early March, he said, no, no pathway to citizenship, no amnesty. Then apparently at a restaurant where he was giving a talk this week, he said, no, he favors if they can get some sort of legal status and citizenship one day. I mean, here's a guy, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. So on the TV, when he's pressed... He has to take this position that he thinks that people vote in the primaries will favor. But when he's talking to money people who who don't want 
who want a, some sort of fix to the system because it's, it's, it's hurting America. The longer we don't do anything, the lot more it hurts America. And they have a bigger vision than just, okay, they're stealing our jobs and reading our Bibles and eating our dogs or whatever crazy thing they're coming up with. But it's not just him. So you got Bush, who was for a path to citizenship, and then wrote his book and said, you know, I don't think a path to citizenship is appropriate, but a path to legality. I wish we would just change a path to legality. I've been saying this for years. Let's have a pathway to legality. Let's get everybody legal. Let's have them earn that. Let's have them pay taxes. Let's have them learn a language. Let's do that. And from then on, if they want to become a citizen, no, nobody's going to magically become a citizen because you make them become a citizen. I, I guess where everything gets hung up in everybody's throat, and, and I can see that as well, uh, is that if somebody's come here illegally and are undocumented, mm-hmm. uh, why should they get anything? And I think this is... And then then you throw in the term amnesty... And the, and the it just gets it just fun, it's all I mean and really I think illegal immigration is a bad thing it's a bad thing for America we shouldn't be permitting illegal immigration but at the same time we have to recognize the realities of the border the realities of our own economic capitalistic system where we envision the free movement of goods but not the free movement of people then it's not true capitalism, of course. And we really had true capitalism in this country. These guys want to bring us back to the founders. Well, guess what? There were no borders. People just came. Okay? And they, they all, they're all for the original capitalism in America, Adam Smith, but they don't want free movement of people. And free movement of people is absolutely essential to free movement of goods and services. But if you're going to limit the free movement of people and have an orderly process, which I think is important to have an orderly process, the system that you have currently in place is not an orderly process. It's not. How can an orderly process be, David? Today, David, is the last day that we prepare to file for the basically the only independent work visa that exists in the American system, the H-1B. For anybody whose job requires a, a level of education, like a bachelor's degree or higher, today is the last day you can prepare it, and tomorrow is the first of five days in which immigration receives such applications, after which they will have a lottery. Because Congress, and its infinite witness, wisdom, has limited the number of H-1B visas to a random number in 1990, which hasn't really now effectively been updated for 26 years, uh, uh, or 25 years, to 65,000. And I remember, David, back in 1990, when I, when I, I was a brand new immigration lawyer back then, that we are never, how are we ever going to use 65,000 H-1B visas? We'll never use that many. We had never used that many before. It was a completely random number. And much like what Congress does on a lot of things, they don't envision the future <laughs> they, on a lot of things. You know, immigration being, you know, one of those many things, they don't see where the future is going or even account for an inflationary change. Now, for example, in Social Security, they encounter for the future, right, because they have a, an inflation index. Basically, everything should be indexed because if, if there's inflation in money, there's going to be inflation in everything else. I mean, it's just it just naturally flows because you got to follow the money. But they don't. So on on these first five days of April, we will have people submitting what I estimate to be. Now, David, write this down. Let's check next week. We're going to get, I think it'll be about 200,000 or more applications going in. 
200,000 more applications going in, for which you're going to get chosen for either a master's degree, H1B, which would be 20,000. Well, way more than 20,000 master's degree people applying. Or 65,000 bachelor's degree people. And we're going to have way, way more than that. Look, I think your chance of getting picked, David, for a job you already have been offered and accepted, your chance of being accepted is less than 35%. That is nuts. That's not capitalism. That, that is illegal immigration. That encourages undocumented immigration. And then forget about people who, you know, we need to work in the service sector or want to come as a mechanic because we need a good mechanic to fix old cars. I mean, we, want to, we need a, a person to, that knows how to care for elderly people as we all get elderly. Who's going to care for us? You think your kids are going to care for you. You're smoking dope, too. Um, usually people that don't have kids. So who's going to do that? Well, if you don't have an immigration visa that does that, it's going to be undocumented people. So you have this, this fight between what reality in America in 2015 looks like and what the laws based in 1990, the last time they were substantially revised in, for illegal immigration, 1990. Of course you're going to have illegal immigration. Of course people are going to be able to survive. There's just no way around that. There's not. Well, there is, David. There is one way around that. You can fix the law. <laughs> we can actually uh, fix the law. Know, I, I'm going to argue on that. Good. I... What I'm seeing today, and what we've—you've been gracious and been—you've done this show now for a number of years. I don't think they can. You don't think they can fix it? I don't think Congress. I don't think our astute representatives, and they can't even keep a server <laughs> under watch. You know, I'm sorry, but they—you know. They haven't got the. I don't think they have the brain power. Plus, our representatives and senators don't do their work. Their assistants do all the work. Oh no, no! And How old are those assistants? Oh, I'd say nineteen. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-five at the and most. They've really been there and done that, haven't they? Yeah. So, you know, fix it. No, I don't. I, I I'm very. Uh, Cynical, David. Pessimistic. Pessimistic and cynical. Well, David, I, I I look at the world from a half full kind of perspective. I do too. And I, 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 I remain I remain hopeful that when the suffering gets bad enough, they will do something. The suffering. I just hope it's not too late. The, the only as as I see it, and this is only my opinion. You know, there's the old saying uh, about walking a mile in your shoes. Yep. And this is where these people, you know, I don't know what the percentage is. You know better than I. Uh, if it's 70%, 80%, of the people that have come here over the years, they've come here not to rob us, not to take our jobs, but to take care of their families. Uh-huh. And they, you know, some of these jerks in Washington, and I can think of a lot of them, they ought to try living like the the folks from from Mexico, and not and it's not as bad today as it was a few years ago. But they ought to live in their shoes. They ought to walk in their shoes for two months, three months, be put in the position that my baby's not going to eat unless I somehow get across the border and make money and send it back to my family. Uh huh. So 
Can they fix it? How many senators have ever lived like that? How many representatives very few. have ever lived like There's that? There's probably a couple. There's a couple, but very few. Uh, you know, David, yesterday, as you know, in my in my spare time, I also do work at the church, and one of the fe- one of the women at my church asked me to go visit a friend of hers yesterday because her daughter has cancer. And so yesterday, right down the street here, right behind my office, I went to their apartment. And uh, uh, a mother who's undocumented uh, with uh, three children. Her husband are undocumented. Three children. The youngest two are U.S. citizens. So mom and dad will get DAPA uh, you know, when that comes about. And the daughter, who has cancer, is 16 years old. Hmm. Uh, she's bone cancer, David, on her leg. So what do they do with bone cancer on their leg? They amputate the, the leg. leg. Cut the leg off. So she's got one leg left. Uh, she's been through chemo. Wasn't very successful, um, and they're waiting to see now whether it spread through the rest of her body. Uh, that young woman has DACA, uh, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, uh, and remains hopeful and is fighting to stay here. But here's the family has no health insurance. They don't have any health insurance. Mom and dad, I mean, mom basically now cares for the daughter, and the dad suffers himself from depression and other issues, and works only occasionally. Uh, and we were over there to give him some help from the church yesterday. But this is a family who still is a. You look at their house, and it's clean, and it's well kept. They're just poor, and uh, I, there's great potential in that house, great potential to affect the economy and do well. But at the same time, when we deprive people of the ability who are living here, who are, who are U.S. citizens like the children, uh, of the right and the ability to be successful, because we take away from them simple things like being able to drive to the doctor to get chemotherapy because they're afraid. So they got to call a taxi every time they get to take their daughter to chemotherapy because they're afraid to drive. They get stopped. What if one of them goes to jail? So, you know, this this whole consequence thing of, of these senators and congressmen who maybe have not had that life experience or, uh, I mean, I would hope some of them would have had it, and I think some of them have, but not enough of them to really appreciate it. Maybe they're so far removed from it that they don't appreciate the great benefit that comes from helping others that includes helping Americans. Um, I mean, I don't know, David. It's just very frustrating for me as, as we look at this. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I think there won't be anything moving on immigration this next year or two. But I remain hopeful. And I'm going to Washington, D.C. in a couple of weeks to try to push that forward. Not on Tuesday. No, not going to be on a Tuesday. It'll be on a Thursday. I'm going to report it. We'll put it on that in a couple of weeks as we, as we move closer. But uh, I remain concerned that our congressmen and senators aren't concerned, really about us. I think they're concerned about them. This comes right back to my point. What would make them concerned if they'd ever walked in an immigrant's shoes? <clears throat> that would make Maybe they should go pick pick crops for a while, or or be janitors at night, or pluck chickens, or well, kill you know, yeah, pluck chickens. Go work, go work in the, in, in, in the and yeah, go work in the in the in the slaughterhouses in, in central in the central parts of the United States. Um, so I don't know, David. I, I think we're we're really facing a situation where. Uh, they're talking at odds with each other. And there are some that favor immigration for political purposes. They also don't really care what happens to the immigrants. They just you know, think they can get votes out of it. And that's all they constantly think, which I think there should be public funding of campaigns and you shouldn't be allowed to give donations and that would be it. Well, you know, if they quote, end quote, fix it. Oops, do you realize that we talked right past the first break? I was looking at the clock thinking, man, we better take a quick break here, David, and we'll come back on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. 
Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national... Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David and I were having a very animated uh, conversation, I think, David, on um, uh, on on this, right, about uh, um, maybe Congress moving forward, but I, I, I suspect they won't. But I want to go back to the presidential candidates because uh, there's an eclectic collection of them. So you got Walker, who's definitely going to run. You got Bush, who's definitely going to who's definitely going to run. Uh, your buddy Rafael Cruz is running. You know, if we're going to call Barack Hussein Obama Barack Hussein Obama, we should we should call him Rafael, because that's really his name. He just goes by Ted. Uh, so Rafael Cruz is running for the presidency. Now, here's something really very interesting about Rafael Cruz. Do you know what his job was back in the 2000s? He's a, uh, He's a lawyer, right? Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a Texas... Uh, I, I Actually, he worked for George Bush. Pardon? He worked for George W. Bush in the White House. And you know what he was in charge of, oddly enough? Crafting the Bush immigration policy. (laughs) Did that surprise you? He he was also a Texas, um, uh, what was it? I'll have to look it up. uh, I'm not arguing that he did or didn't, but he he did have a real job. Right. Right. No, no, I, he had a real job at some point. He was a lawyer in Texas. Uh, but at the same time, there is this idea that Cruz put forward called legalization. And oddly, even though he voted against the bill in 2013 when he was a freshman senator, uh, he actually supports a pathway to, citizen, uh, to legality. What he doesn't support is a pathway to citizenship. Unless you're Cuban, then you can have a pathway to citizenship. That's that's and okay. born in Canada. And born in Canada, you can have pathway to citizenship. Um, but I found it interesting that he does, in fact, support a legalization program of some kind. I mean, he had never talk about it. He hasn't mentioned a word about it. And he calls this Obama thing the what do they call it? The Obama Executive Amnesty, uh, which which it's 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 neither. But that's okay. Um, but I am uh, I am just curious as to. How uh, he is going to move forward on his, uh, um, how would you call it, on his uh, uh, platform on immigration? Is he? Because he could, 
He could be the guy. He's the first Latino running for president, right? Because he beat Marco Rubio by, by three weeks. Uh, he could have a platform that says, I am going to um, uh, have a platform where legalization is the primary component. Uh, we're going to have border enforcement that's more. We're going to have a, an, a robust immigration, legal immigration system. But he has said not word one. Now, did you see part of his rollout? Did you watch that when he spoke uh, at the mandatory assembly of Liberty, the uh, uh, Liberty, Liberty University? University? And um, a lot of people attacked him for that. And, I, and frankly, he was a little stilted at times. But again, it comes across a little stilted anyway. Um but I would find it interesting if, if in fact, he does have some element of um, uh, of immigration moving forward in his in his uh, program. Uh, I, I'm just going to see what he does. I'm really looking forward to see what he does moving forward. Now, of course, you've got on uh, apparently our friend Marco Rubio is going to be announcing his candidacy the on uh, the 16th, right? The 13th. 13th. The 13th. Is that a Monday? So. Yeah, what's the best day to announce? It's Monday. What's the worst day to announce? Friday. Friday. Yeah, exactly. Nobody pays attention on the weekends to the news. Um, so let's say he does, in fact, announce, and he's obviously, he announced that he's going to announce, and we know that. His decision. His decision. He, he announced that he's going to announce. Um, and uh, where's Marco Rubio on immigration? Where is he? We know that he was one of the primary authors of the uh, of the immigration uh, bill in 2013, he was one of the the group gang of eight. I don't know why they call it gangs; it makes them sound cool. The gang of eight. They all had duck tails and wore their collars on. <laughs> they were the Jets, baby. Yeah. They were the Jets. The gang of eight. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, on his policy because he has now backed away from that 17 year pathway to citizenship. Um, now, who's next? Well, we have our buddy Rick Perry. <laughs> Maybe your buddy. Uh, well, you, you're a Texas guy. I thought you'd be really huge in his favor. I mean, he's he's the man, right? He was governor for 75, 70 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> in Texas. And I don't there's no term a, limits in Texas, huh? And now he did come from a dirt floor house. He did. I mean, he came from a very poor background. He probably... Grew up a lot amongst a lot of Latinos, I would imagine, Mexican immigrants in Texas, uh, and he he strongly supported uh, a, a bill allowing in-state tuition for undocumented kids. Uh, even when and he even called out people heartless for not doing it. Um, but even so, he says the U.S. Even he says people are not going to deport everybody. So he's not. I mean, he's for a pathway to legality. Uh, Chris Christie. Now I hate even talking about Chris. I think because I don't think he's even going to run at this point. I think he's political dead meat. But now he jumped into the and lawsuit lot, and lots of it. Yeah, he lots of it. Then you got Rand Paul. Now Rand Paul is an interesting study in uh, in this because who is he not? He's not his dad. Okay, uh, he's not nearly as as libertarian as his father is, and he plays much to the base, and that's why I think he's not going to get that same level of support from the libertarian wing of the Republican Party that his dad got, because people view him as not being really more more of a sellout. Now he voted against Rubio's bill, but he also says we can't deport everybody from the United States. So it's a really eclectic collection of people. I'm curious to see where Meg Ryan. Uh, not Meg Ryan, uh, Meg Whitman. Uh, Meg Ryan is, probably doesn't even care about immigration, but Meg Whitman is on this issue. Now, here's what's funny. 
Spencer Zwick was the finance chairman for Mitt Romney in 2012. And he now takes the position that he will only support a candidate who publicly favors an immigration overhaul. And, you know, the most important thing um, uh, now, if you get money, of course, is to get money for your candidate, is to be open immigration. Now, the anti-immigration leadership, uh, Roy Beck from Numbers USA, predicts that once they get into the debates, then they all abandon the pro-immigration side and they're all going to go hardline. Um, and I think he, Beck is probably right about that. Because you might have a billion dollars to give to candidates, but you still only have one vote at the ballot box. And if you're not in their state that they're running in, your vote's irrelevant. And who's going to vote? The hardliners are going to vote because they hate immigrants that much and they want to vote for this policy. So, Dave, we have a lot of education to do on this stuff, tons of education on immigration to do. And I'm just not sure that we're going to be able to get it out to the people who really need to hear it. Uh, That's going to be up to those of us that are out in the public eye. Let's take a break here on America's Web Radio and the Immigration Hour. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David and I off air, we're coming up with a test. Actually, a series of questions that we want to ask every political candidate. David, do you think they'll come on the show? <laughs> I wonder if I called Scott Walker's office and wonder if he'd come on our show. He'd say, look, we have this massive listenership that would love to hear your voice. Um, By the way, we'll hit over 90,000 listeners. 90,000, that's awesome. Coming to the website. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know we get over 10,000 downloads a month, so that's uh, on iTunes. That's uh, just remarkable, just remarkable. Thank you to our loyal listeners who every week uh, listen to the dronings of David and I here on the radio um, and on the podcast. By the way, if you ever want to be on the show and you've got something to offer, send me an email at chocolateimmigration.net. We're happy to get you on and and, and have you talk as long as uh, you're only as crazy as David and I. You know, if you're a little crazier, I'm not sure we can have you on, but we'll give it a try. Uh, but David, we 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 would like to ask candidates what is their position on immigration, and they can't answer it by saying I oppose amnesty, because no. that's meaning it's a meaningless answer. What is your maybe it's a better question? What is your plan to fix the broken immigration system? What is your plan? 
Uh, that's a good one. And of course, David, uh, I think the next question is, are you in favor of in term limits? One, A, two A, two B, will you abide by term limits if elected? And three, what are the term limits you're thinking of? Term limits should not be my lifetime. That's not a term limit. <laughs> I think uh, six terms in the House, two terms in the Senate, 12 years each. I just realized they, they think they get married when they get elected. Why is that? Till death do us part. <laughs> Harry Reid's leaving office. Five terms is enough for him. Well, that's only because he fell off his treadmill. Wow, did you see? I mean, did you see what happened, though? I mean, you would not want that to happen to you. Uh, that rubber that he did one of those exercise bands and it snapped into his face, All right. fractured his cheek. He, I think he's mostly lost sight in his one eye. They were kind of working to save it, but then he fell backwards onto a table and broke ribs as he fell down, and his shoulder went out of place. I mean, because he's seventy something. You don't when you fall down when you're seventy. So he's you know he's in pretty good shape, but still, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to me when I'm seventy. Was he in the? Uh He's in his house. In the, uh, he was in his, his house. house, yeah. So, like, how's he going to sue himself? <laughs> he's not going to sue himself. Sure he doesn't he need is. to. Yeah, he's going to sue the people who made that band, buddy. Oh, well. The band shouldn't break. Um, so we got that test. And then, David, what's our next question we're going to ask? The debt. Oh, the debt. Where, what is your position on deficit spending and debt? We should, we should have, by law, 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 a balanced budget. I don't disagree and, with that. Uh, you know. Now, I'm not a huge. I'm not. I, but David, if you're going to have a balanced budget, you have to be willing to raise taxes. You don't have to raise taxes to have a balanced budget. You do. You do. No. Uh, until you pay off the debt, you're going to have to raise taxes to pay off the debt. You're not going to pay off the debt, sixteen trillion dollars, whatever it is, by not raising taxes. You're just not going to do that. But I'm not talking about basic raising taxes on everybody, David. And I'm talking raising taxes just, a lot. Just on the rich? No, not just on the rich. But, I, I, you know, everybody – we have had in America a very long time a progressive tax system, right? It's a progressive tax system. Yeah. The less you make, the less you pay in taxes. Uh, because there's a certain level of money you need to live in the United States. Presumably that's poverty-level income, but, you know, poverty-level income, David, is – not what you need to live in America. You need more than that in most places in the United States, particularly if you're in places like New York City or any any big city around the country. But I I don't I don't oppose raising taxes and call them use taxes. You don't have to call you don't have to raise income taxes. You can have use taxes. You can have taxes for use of the roads. I don't I I think toll roads are perfectly fine. For example. Um, I think there should also be a willingness in America, if we're all gung-ho on our next question, which is fighting terrorism, that we're all in for in for a penny, in for a pound. Uh-huh. You want to fight terrorism, here's what's going to cost you. Call it a war tax. We've had war taxes before. I, I don't know. You know, surprisingly, I have no problem with that. In fact, I'd, we have a volunteer military. Right, which I think that is was, wonderful. It was one of my next uh-huh. questions to ask. I do too. I, I was in, in the non non voluntary military. Yeah, right? uh, when the we had the draft and the military today, and, and without going into detail, you know I'm involved right. in it a little bit. Yeah. and the people that you meet are just top notch, incredible. I agree, top notch, top notch. Um, so I would say, with your war tax. Mm-hmm. That it should be some underlying there. Well, okay, you didn't serve. That's fine. Nobody made no, there was no gun to right. anybody's head. However, Mister Smith, 
because you didn't serve and none of your family has served, your kids haven't served, then there's a tax. There's a there's a uh, there's a non-participation fee. Non-participation fee. I think it's an interesting idea. I think they'd be screaming bloody murder around the country, but I think that that's an interesting idea. You know, why can't there be a war? If you want to go to war, if you want to bomb Iran for whatever hell reason you want to bomb Iran for, if you want to go into Yemen, if you want to uh, go into the Jordan Valley, great. Here's the tax you will pay for that. Okay, because otherwise everybody's paying for it. Uh, and so I think if you don't participate in the military and your tax is your body, your soul, your spirit, or that of your family members, then, heck, the military is actually facing a recruiting problem. Now, David, I ran across this just yesterday. A good friend of mine, Margaret Stock, put this on her Facebook page. And so they're going to lessen the requirements for joining the military. This is a military that doesn't let DACA kids join. I had, I had a seminar last Thursday that I gave at... Um, uh, Perimeter College, and a young woman stood up and said, um, "I have DACA. How do I? How do I become a Marine?" I said, "I'm sorry, young lady, you can't become a Marine. You're barred." So we have people willing to serve <coughs> that are in college, smart, willing to put their lives on the line for the country that's not even their own country yet, and we're saying you can't serve. I thought there were. Only if you speak one of the languages that are in short supply. Spanish is not one of those. Yeah. Called the MAVNI program. Okay. But I thought there were other... I'm just asking. No, you used to be able to, now you can't. Because, you know, we deport veterans all the time. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because they didn't have really good lawyers to keep them here. Um, so, David, I, I, so what's our, we have a final question yet? Uh, uh, the final question was the military. The military. Where, you know... Uh, what's your it position on deploying? It is very weak today. Um, well, it's not, it's not that the military is weak. It's the military is overextended. That's a, diff- a different well, word, I, I think. I agree to an extent, but they've cut by. We've got, we've got million-dollar, multi-million-dollar planes sitting on the tarmac. We've got... We've mothballed things that we shouldn't have mothballed. Um, you know, so at the same time, I, I think these are good five questions to ask, but of course the first one has got to be about immigration because it shows you who has the who has the guts to stand up to people who might vote against them uh, because it's the right thing to do. Uh, now, David, there's some other interesting stuff going on here uh, uh Locally in Atlanta, as you know, we lost the lawsuit at the Court of Appeals. But yesterday, David, I filed an appeal. Yesterday, yesterday, I Monday, filed an appeal. I, I, I filed an appeal yesterday. I'm a day the, late. I'm sorry. I filed a petition for writ of certiorari, uh, notice of petition for writ of certiorari to the Court of Appeals, and then the next nine days, I'll be filing my actual appeal with the with the Supreme Court here in Georgia, with the hope that they will take this case. Um, we are, of course, also waiting patiently to see if a certain bill in the Georgia legislature sees the light of day. But unfortunately, David, it looks like that bill, which would, in fact, uh, eliminate the basis on which we have lost the lawsuit, that of sovereign immunity, has been tied to Georgia's version of the Religious Liberty Bill, uh, which basically makes it legal to discriminate against people if you just believe that's what you should do. Um, and that uh, got tied up in committee because the sponsor of the bill that I happen to favor uh, was the chair of the committee that tabled the bill that 
uh, uh, Senator McCoon sponsored on religious liberty. And oddly enough, that bill that I favor comes from the chair of the House committee and is now sitting in the Senate committee, of course, not getting a hearing out of retaliation for stopping the religious liberty bill. Uh, so it's, it's, again, the work of the people not being done in a non-controversial bill because somebody isn't a big boy and can't put their big boy pants on and wants to slam down the throat of people who don't agree with him a bill that is not good for the state or the people. That's just my own two cents on the religious liberty bill. Do you? When did we stop having religious liberty in America? Did that stop all of a sudden? If it's uh, if it's not PC, then it's probably stopped. Well, let me ask this question, David. I, I saw this just last night, and, and, and it drives with my own reading of the document. Um, how many times are the words Christian, God, or Bible written into the Constitution of the United States? Or, or religion even mentioned in the Constitution of the United States? You know, I can't you know? answer that. Twice. Other than twice? Okay, twice. I started saying the preamble. The preamble. Well, it, no, not, it's not in the preamble. Pardon? It's not in the preamble. I Trust it me, it's not in the preamble. It's in the First Amendment. First, okay. Okay, the and the then right it, First Amendment, you got the Constitution yeah. right there. It's in the First Amendment. Second time, there shall be no religious test for office. That's it. It's the, the, you know, those that claim that the Constitution is a biblical... I think the, the Constitution is a divinely inspired document. Okay? Who claims that it's a biblically... Oh, many, many such people believe that the Constitution imbues us uh, with as with, a Christian nation. We are a God-fearing nation, not necessarily a Christian nation. And uh, while as a Christian, I, I mean, I believe there are certain Christian principles that underlie the Constitution, it's more a liberty sentiment than a, than, than a religious sentiment. Uh, and so this idea that somehow we're taking by... by saying that you can't discriminate against people because of their color, because of their religion, because of their uh, sexual orientation, we somehow take religious liberty away from you? I, I don't see how that happens, David. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't know people who are religiously punished in the United States for their beliefs. I don't know anybody that's like that. Uh, have we done that in America? Of course we have. We have a long history of, of persecuting minority religions, but it's certainly not imbued in any law, and I don't see the need for any religious requirement of that. Uh, the the uh, the governor of uh, of uh, Indiana, which passed their own liberty uh, liberty bill, couldn't explain <coughs> or wouldn't acknowledge that his bill would allow a shopkeeper who doesn't want to make a cake for a gay couple. Uh, to say I'm not going to make your cake because you're gay. <laughs> now, there was a case exactly like that out of New Mexico, I believe, and they basically fined the cake owner <clears throat> for not making the cake. But if you're a gay couple, why do you want to go to somebody who doesn't want to make your cake? Why, why would you do that? I mean, why hang around with people who don't like you? I mean, that's that's the other part of the side. I don't say, they don't like you, great. Now, if somebody's, you know, this, this came up, if I have a hotel and I say, oh, I'm sorry, David, um... Uh, I don't allow gay people to stay in my hotel, or I don't allow black people to stay in my hotel, or I don't allow Muslims to stay in my hotel, or I don't let Mormons stay in my hotel. That's illegal under the Constitution. I mean, that's illegal. Uh, and there's a long history of that being illegal in the United States. How does these religious liberties affect anything other than the perception that you are bigoted against people because of your religion? I don't know true Christians who are bigoted. 
I don't. Christ didn't say, keep all the gay people away from me. Did you ever hear Christ say that? I, I, I don't say that. He didn't say, keep the adulterers away from me. I don't, I don't want them near me. How about Samaritans? Yeah, I don't keep the Samaritans who were hated by the Jews. Keep them away from me. I, I just don't understand the Christianness of the need for this religious liberty. But now I'm probably getting myself in big trouble when I run for office, right, David? Um, now, I want to kind of switch gears here because this is important, um, and we'll see what happens with this bill. Dave, we're going to know the last two days of the legislative session are today and Thursday. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the jails uh, holding children. We'll be back just in a few minutes on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del Grupo de Abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley. Y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the final segment on America's Immigration Hour. America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. David, I got so ahead of myself, I couldn't even say the name of the show after 100-odd episodes. Um, Dilly. Dilly doesn't mean anything to you right now, does it? I'm sorry, what? Dilly. No. Dilly doesn't mean anything to you. Dilly is the name of the detention center where the Obama administration is housing women and children and families. Yes, we keep families in jail in America. Um, and uh, there is a strong movement just, I mean, just really beginning to shut down a facility that is neither properly licensed, uh, does not meet minimum standards of medical care within the facility, and is psychologically damaging to women and men and children than the Dilly Detention Center. Where is it? It's in Texas, David. Of course it is, right? Uh, and there are literally hundreds of children and women and, and husbands mostly women and children, in this detention center waiting for their immigration hearings. We, we are so much better than this as a country. This is just so below us to keep women and children in detention. It's so below us. And yet you have senators like Senator McCain uh, who wants to speed up deportations for illegal immigrant children. He wants it done. He must be running for re-election. Isn't it about time for him to get anti-immigrant again? Um, so here's what, here's what McCain and others said. We need to send a signal to the unaccompanied minors preparing for another run to the U.S. border this year that they will be sent back rather than released. Uh, last year, starting about April, David, is when we saw this surge of people coming to the border in the United States. Um, and this surge began 
not because Obama was giving legal uh, uh, DACA status or DAPA status to people. It began because the economies and the societies of Central America have essentially collapsed. Uh, there was a, an article in the New York Times within the last couple of weeks of the Post, I forget which one it was, where it actually identified as the leading political powers in Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala, the gangs. They have as almost as much as much as or even sometimes more power than the local and state and federal governments in those countries. If you are in those countries, what would you do if you were opposed to becoming a member of a gang? To raping and killing and murdering and extorting people. If you was but what would you do? You would get the hell out. And if getting the hell out, the only place to go was the United States, the beacon of light. What did Ray, what did Ronald call The city on the hill. You would absolutely come here. You cannot fault people for coming here because they are afraid for their lives in their home country. People have done this for generations. We turned the Jews back in World War II because we didn't want the floodgates to open. It wouldn't have affected us negatively as a country, but we did it because we were, we were afraid. We were xenophobes at the time. We shouldn't be afraid of these children. Now, we've done a couple of things to try to deter these kids from coming. One trying to get the word out through Senator McCain that we're going to keep you in a jail here. Well, you know what? If my choice is between getting raped or murdered or beat up or extorted and sitting in a jail in America, I'm going to go to the jail. I'm going to go to the jail. It's better than being here. Um, didn't, this, didn't someone very astute say, live in my shoes, walk in my shoes? Yep. Yep. You know, how, you know, how about people, this? How about this? When you do it unto the least of these, my my children, you've done it unto me. How about that? How about that? Uh, let's take it a step further. This Easter week, um, um, you know, as somebody who believes strongly in Jesus Christ, I have to tell you, uh, this is the most unchristian policy that a Christian nation could be doing. I mean, people that believe in religious liberty should be screaming from the housetops to get these kids in here and get them out of this jail. It should be screaming this. And yet, they're allowing it to happen. Now, the Obama administration has given much money, mucho dinero, to our friends in Mexico to array their military and their border patrol on their southern border to turn back people from coming to the United States. So we will not see the flood of immigrants that we saw last summer. Although, David, it was 50,000 people. A meaningless number in the grand scheme of numbers of the United States. Um, now, the good thing is the Obama administration has also put into place a policy that allows some of these kids to come legally if their mom and dad are here legally in the country. They can come under refugee status. That program is only slowly beginning to take effect. Only slowly beginning to take effect. But the crossings so far this year are down 40% from last year partly because of the refugee program, partly because of the program put into place by Obama with Mexico, uh, and partly because um, of the fear of coming here. The journey is just so dangerous. Uh, So you've got um, Democrats like Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Clara McCaskill of Missouri, Angus King of of, uh, Maine, all supporting the GOP in asking and demanding uh, that the uh, uh, that the 
deportation of children be accelerated. Now, unfortunately, they could only get 58 votes, not 60 votes, to actually pass this bill. Uh, But it was a terrible, terrible thing. They should figure out a way that we as a country can accommodate the poor, the huddled masses yearning to be free in a way that doesn't hurt us as a country and doesn't destroy these kids. Particularly if you've been abused, particularly if you've been raped, particularly if your parents have been murdered. To put you in a detention center is a trauma, a further traumatizing experience that, frankly, these kids may never recover from. I hate to think about the future suicides and the future harm that comes because of how we treated these kids. Uh, and I applaud people like my, my, my good friend Brian Johnson, a young immigration lawyer from New York, who is leading the way really almost single-handedly leading the way in outing the Obama administration as abusers of children. They're child abusers. If you put a kid in a detention center or keep him in your house in a closet, that's abuse. We put people in jail for that. How is that any different putting them in a cell? How is it any different? And yet it's being done by a nation. It is... It is outrageous, frankly. Absolutely outrageous. Now, the last thing I want to talk about here, David, is something that um, one of your favorite congressmen did, uh, Congressman Luis Gutierrez. I know you didn't vote for him because you don't live in the south side of Chicago. But I know if you live there, he would be your man. You kind of have a kindred spirit. Uh, He came out with this hilarious two-page document. Uh, He called it a toolkit to protect yourself from deportation. Uh, riddled with legal errors and nothing more than what the ACLU and other advocates have been doing for years. So he has a card here, Dave. This is this hilarious card. I want you to cut this card out and fill it out. I have lived in the U.S. for blank years. I have U.S. citizen children or children with green cards. I'm in school or honorably served in the military. I'm not a threat to national security, border security, public safety. I have no criminal history. And I have the right to remain silent and the right to speak to a lawyer before saying anything. If you're stopped by the police, give them this card. And what will happen? I don't know. I hope that you... Here's the thing. I hope you never have to use this card. But if you do, don't be scared because you are prepared. Soon DACA and DAPA will be available. When that time comes, you have everything you need to apply. Uh, this is an absolutely hilarious pamphlet uh, put out by a non-lawyer uh, with incorrect legal advice in it. Uh, and uh, I'm embarrassed for, for Congressman Gutierrez, who does much good in many ways for immigrants, but is now getting himself involved in areas in which he really shouldn't be touching with a 10-foot pole. I would tell you, Congressman, let the lawyers handle it. We're pretty damn good at what we do. Um, but you know where that's found and focused on is The Blaze, David. I don't know if you ever read The Blaze. That is uh, uh, Glenn Beck's website. And uh, Glenn is an interesting guy on these issues as well. Um, so, David, as we conclude here uh, with what's going on in, uh, in, in, in politics and in, uh, in Congress and in people's lives, I would hope our listeners, many of whom I think are actually immigration lawyers, or who, in my opinion, are heroes. I, when I gave my induction speech as president of AILA, David, I, I talked about things I believed. And one of the things I believed is that immigration lawyers don't really choose to do it. They're called to it. I, and that's why I think you have really great immigration lawyers 
that are called to what they do. And not every English learner is great. Many of them do it because they want to make money. They don't. They can't figure anything else to do, and they think it's easy. But the really, truly great immigration lawyers, David, are called to it. They feel it in their heart. They feel it in their soul. And they see the path forward as so bright and easy. I mean, when you do this for a living, you see so clearly how good it could be to have a positive, effective immigration system. You see the good that could happen. And and it just gets you frustrated every morning when you go, why can't other people see it? Or why, if they do see it, they choose not to follow that path? Um, and uh, I, I feel sorry for people who see the good it could do and then fight against it. Uh, it's uh, I think there's a there's a deep dark place in the in the one of, one of Dante's internal sh- circles of hell for people like that 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 see it and then actively oppose it. Um, it's like seeing an angel and say I don't believe in God, you know that kind of thing. Uh, I think that uh, uh, as we move forward a little bit on this, uh, we're going to see a lot more um, people come forward. I think and say I can help this. I can make this better. Um, Dave, we're on the cusp, I think, of uh, a seed change in immigration. I think we're on the cusp of a new beginning uh, on immigration. Uh, I think part of that will happen with the federal lawsuit when it has oral argument on the 17th, when I'll be reversed. I think the million or two people that will apply for DAPA, will see, you'll see this immediate change and go, why the heck aren't we doing this for everybody? Look at how good this has happened to America. Look at the tax base. Look at the jobs that have been created. Look at the people working. Look at, look at the economy moving forward. David, we need this. We need this, and we need this now. But Dave, it's been great being here this week on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. We'll be back next week. If you have any questions about immigration or questions about your case, you can email me at chuckatimmigration.net. If you'd like to have us address a topic in the future, email me at chuckatimmigration.net. If you have any complaints, call David. <laughs> uh, at uh, And you can reach David at david at americaswebradio.com. But until next week, this is Chuck Cook on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.